Boy, can I help you? Listen up. I'm bringing you the best content to ever exist in the door-to-door industry from sales, leadership, recruiting, and personal development. Well, why would I need that? Because never before have we been able to collaborate with the top experts in their industries, sharing their secrets and techniques on what makes them the best. Wait, who, who are you? I'm your host, Sam Taggart, creator of the DDD Experts and DDDCon. Is there a place we can sit down? Well, come on in. Register today for DDDCon, January 10th through 12th. Learn from over 40 amazing speakers, including the real wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. Come as a team, learn as a team, leave as a tribe. All right, I'm Sam Taggart, your host of the Door to Door podcast, and I'm here with Zach Bassett, who is a tax professional, not only just normal tax professional accountant, but he is literally specialized in door to door tax accounting. I mean, literally, what percent of your clients are door to door people? So at this office, we are specializing in door to door. Um, it's 95% of our clients are door to door. The other 5% are people that do online sales like LuLaRoe or they have a product they sell on Amazon. Like direct sales, basically. Yeah, direct sales. So it's that's all the same accounting. That's awesome. So small business owners that aren't small business owners, but could be small business, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like this weird, exactly. we, we have such a weird uh, anomaly, I guess you could say. And it's funny, like a lot of people that are maybe watching this outside, I, I, like I fly to Austin tomorrow and I consult a bunch of roofing contractors and Literally, most of them are like, how do you pay your people 1099? Is that even legit? Like, am yeah. I getting in trouble? I'm like, no, everyone pays yeah. 1099. Yeah. I'm like, you are doing it wrong if yeah. you're not. So, but that puts a lot of tax benefit, but a lot of tax strategy. It puts a lot of responsibility on the rep, in a yes, sense, it when does. it comes to taxes. So we're going to dive into tax planning, how to make sure that you are prepared you have the five tips to how to become successful when it comes to tax yeah. and saving money. Uh, but before we dive into that, I want to know why accounting? So accounting was kind of what my dad did. He was a, a controller and he was a CFO. So he did, you know, he, he kind of got to a pretty good career path. So growing up, seeing him do well and... and uh, was he the know, type of dad that like... He gave you 10 cents and he's like, all right, we're going to budget this out. And like, yeah, he did okay. stuff like that. We had a paper out <coughs> like 12, you know, and it was because he was telling us we need to make money if we want to spend it. And, and then since I was 16 or older, he taught me a lot about, um, finance and retirement planning. So that's, that was really my biggest, um, you know, passion was, was doing retirement planning, but the way that I choose to do it is it cause it doesn't come with a lot of income to me so i wanted to choose a profession that would come with a lot of income to me and then do the finance thing later so um accounting is a way to make a lot of money um uh, so that's what i liked that's what love I liked. it yeah. um so how long have you been working with jb kind of like how long jb accounting how long they've been around tell us yeah. their kind of background so jb's been going for 10 years right around 10 years um, it was started by my brother Jake. He founded the company and then started growing it. So after about four years, I got my degree. I started growing my company, Bassett Tax and Accounting. And after a certain amount of time, we were both going after door-to-door guys because they need it. There's a big need in the in the door-to-door industry. 
So Jake called me up. He said, why are we competing? Let's join up. We'll go open an office in Provo. And then while we were here, some somebody in Logan asked to, they said they wanted to sell their company to Jake. So he said, I'm going to have to drop this on your lap. And uh, so since then, I've been running this office and I became um, full partner with him uh, just last year. Yeah, last year. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you're speaking. So guys, if you're listening to this, he's speaking at Door2Door Con, one of the main stage keynote speakers, because we found it super important to talk on real estate. You know, we have uh, Steve Maddox, who's the owner of Edge Homes, um, you on finance and accounting. We have, you know, different kind of avenues that we find that really are missing in our space. I mean, I think a lot of people, they make a lot of money, but then they don't know what to do with it. They, yeah. they make a lot of money and then they exactly. lose it all because the government's like, swoop. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that this is a vital piece and, you know, really strategic on how we, you know, plan out the, the speakers and the topics. So super excited. So if you're listening to this or watching this, uh, you can go get a discount to your DDDCon ticket right now by using JB Accounting in all caps and it's 25% off. So if you do it right now, you get a discount by, you know, knowing this guy, using this and watching this. So a little secret, little, you know, hint. Um, so use the code JB Accounting and then come come learn about accounting. So we're going to dive into kind of an overview of it, but I'm excited to see on the main stage, like, I'm excited. drop them fire. It's going to be fun. I, it, I, I plan on, you know, really giving out my strategy of what I like to do. And, and uh, yeah, I'll probably be a little nervous at first, but I'll, I'll get, I'll kick butt. I think you'll like it. I like it. Yeah. No, and I think it's fun to, like a lot of people are like, oh, we're going to talk about money. I'm like, yeah. if you don't talk about money, you're exactly. doing something wrong. If like, you work that hard to make it, you should do whatever you can to make it work for you. Exactly. So that's what I, that's what I teach my clients to do. That's what my passion is, is to make as many people as possible, save as much money as possible every year and 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 then create wealth from that with compounding interest tax savings can be humongous so that's kind of what i'll be going over more in depth into cool so let's dive into these five tips on making sure that we do it right you know what i mean yeah. so tip number one what is that tip number one would be to find an accountant if you're on a 1099 especially because if you're on a 1099, you are now at a disadvantage if you don't have the right accounting because you're going to have to pay self-employment tax of 15.3% on all of the profit on that 1099. And if you don't know how to properly take expenses, that means you're probably going to pay it on all of the income that you had on that 1099. Where if you were a W-2, what's your tax? Seven, just half that. Half that. Yeah. So, so that's the big difference is if you have an accountant, they can let you know exactly how to be taxed. So you don't want to just do a Schedule C tax return. You might need a S corporation or maybe you need to do a partnership. So if you think it's too expensive to go to an accountant, you're kind of, it's kind of a crazy thought actually. It really is because an accountant helping you do things the right way will save you tens of thousands of dollars if you're making two hundred thousand dollars or more if you're under 50 he's going to save you a thousand or two i mean it, it's crazy how much that it really does save you yeah and i find that it's really common for people to be like i don't know if i want to spend five seven eight thousand whatever it is 
to file my taxes through an accountant. I'll just go do it myself on TurboTax. Yeah. But I think what they're failing to follow is that principle from the richest man in Babylon where it's like, are you going to give your money to the brickmaker or are you going to give it to the guy that knows how to deal with your money? Like, you yeah. know, you studied how many years to make sure that you're saving money? A long and, time. Yeah. yeah. And it's like exactly. when, when I look at an IRS letter in the mail, I go, this is a different language. I don't want to read it. Yeah. Run. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. let's just ignore these. You know? Exactly. And that's what most people do. Yeah. I mean, we look at all these different schedule this and section this and yeah. line item this. And you're just like, yeah. I don't know. You go, uh, oh, I had X amount of gas or I had, I had rent. Can I take it? You know, I had this or I had that. That's what an accountant is going to do for you is to make sure that every one of those questions are answered and it's all reported correctly. So you don't get IRS letters. But if any of my clients get an IRS letter, all they do is take a picture of it, text it over to me, and then I send them a text right back. Oh, that's because you paid your quarterly late or that's because of this or that. We take care of it. We help with problems with the IRS no matter what. We'll help you through an audit. If it's our fault, we pay for late fees, penalties. If it's your fault, then we'll help you out and charge you for it. But we, yeah, we it's, do it all. It's, and, and I bet you some of these people listening to this are probably like, what's a quarterly? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. like, that's exactly. what's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's like, but I, okay, let me tell you a story. This is funny. So I sell 2008, right after high school. I then go on my mission. I get a call from my dad, like a year and a half into my mission. Hey, the IRS is after you. He's like, you didn't pay your taxes. And I go, what do you mean taxes? Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. I, he's like, you made money. You have to pay taxes. And yeah. I was like, oh, I just thought, I'm like, oh, I've never done that before. You know what I mean? And literally it was an ordeal trying to, from Argentina, pay those taxes. You know what I mean? And yeah. try to figure out. And I'm sure I paid way too much because yeah. it was literally like, here's your bill. Here's what you made. Yeah. And I paid way more than I needed to yeah. had I just said, Here's an account. Here's what I made. Here's my expenses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Huge. So I think that there's a principle there and a lot of people need to understand is just find a good guy. So if you yeah. need somebody, you got, you know, Zach here. I'm sure that, you know, if you're out of state, do you guys take out of state people too? We or? take clients in every state of the U.S. Um, certain states will come with a little bit of a higher annual fee just because it, there's a lot more reporting, you know, in New York or depends if, Depends on what you need, but the pricing will change a little bit depending on state. Cool. So let's go to step number two. Tip number two would be... Tip number two would be expense tracking. So before you have an accountant doing your quick your um, bookkeeping, you need to actually track those expenses or else how are you supposed to write them off, right? So, so one thing I really like to use is now. I've gone through many different apps, but the new one is the... QuickBooks self-employed app. Is that better than like a Mint or a... Yeah, I think so. Okay. So QuickBooks just does things on another level for bookkeeping. So they're going to allow you to track all your mileage on QuickBooks um, automatically. Uh, They'll allow you to take pictures of receipts and it'll log it into each little area. Oh, wow. So, So yeah, you can start tracking and it'll tell you all your totals just like Mint. It's a lot like Mint, but um, I think it has a few more features, including, you know, you can send it to your accountant at the end of the year. So December 31st is over. You just put in your accountant's email, send it over, and then I'd have it or whoever would have it, and they could use that for. It's already categorized. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those apps, what I like about it is they kind of 
make an assumption. They're like, this one tend to be entertainment. Yeah. You tend to put it in this bucket, so we'll start putting it in that bucket. And yeah. It's more of a quicker, intuitive way yeah. to kind of track your expenses, which I like. Yep, exactly. So if you didn't track your expenses, let's say you're just swipe, 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 I got money yeah. in the account, what ends up happening kind of the end of the year? What are the repercussions of that? So, I mean, if you find a good, I mean, if you do your own taxes, then it's going to be, you're going to have to guess on everything. And, you know, you're not even going to really know. You'll be really uneasy about what you're taking if you take anything. And a lot of times it's going to mean that you underestimate your expenses because you, you don't want to, you don't want to overestimate because that's, that can be fraudulent with the IRS. So you might not get as good at deductions as you should have. And then let's say you do take the expenses and you get a right off, or sorry, you get an IRS audit and then they find out you don't have any backup for it. Like that, that could be also considered something that you'd get in trouble for. Yeah. Um, now, if you didn't track it all, it doesn't mean we're not going to take the expenses. We're still going to take them, but we want you to go through your book. I mean, through your bank statements and really, you know, buckle down and come up with a good number for each one of our categories. You know, you can write off uniform expenses for stuff you buy for the summer, shoes and pants that you ruin while you're out there. Um, you can take rent during the summer. You can take utilities during the summer. The per diem for meals, you can take... Tell us what that is, because I think yeah. a lot of people miss that one. Okay, so per diem, a lot of people also mistakenly take the truckers per diem, which is much higher. It includes lodging. You cannot take the lodging per diem if you're a door-to-door guy. It's only for the truck driving industry. So let's say you went to LA and you did yourselves. Instead of taking actual expenses for meals each time you go out to eat for lunch and dinner, you're gonna take the per diem or the per day rate. It's an IRS safeguard. So in LA, you take $74 a day. Which most sales guys aren't spending $74 no. a day. Yeah. So it ends up being a greater tax savings by exactly. understanding what that is versus yeah. like, oh, I'm going to write off all my meals. Yeah. Yeah. It's much bigger. It is limited to 50%. So you have to cut that in half. But um, just knowing each one of those little things are what's going to save you money. Another one where people lose, they lose out on is mileage. They don't take my, they take gas. They take gas and repairs on their vehicle, which might be a thousand bucks by the end of the year if you're lucky. Um, and then, so they're missing out on this big, huge deduction, which is mileage. So if you drive 20,000 miles during that time, that's 54 and a half cents per mile. So you've got over a $10,000 deduction. It's huge. And yeah. especially we drive a ton. I mean, going yeah. to area, dropping people off, even recruiting meetings. I mean, yep. people drive up to Idaho or they drive wherever, you know, exactly. Driving to see your accountant, driving to your business bank. You so know, you found that in that QuickBooks app. It somehow does it do geo tracking? It's like yeah. this is a business trip. Yeah, so what it does is it'll track just when you're in there, whenever you drive. So it'll track personal and business, and you have to, you know, log Distinguish. in and you'll swipe. Left oh, that's right. easy though. That's so really it knows easy. when you're driving, it knows when yeah. you're not. Yeah. And then you're like, obviously, this was a trip. This was personal. Yeah. This was. That's super exactly. nice. Because yeah. I'll be honest, I'm always kind of yeah, probably like 15000 yeah. I'm just going to guess. No, a lot of people do that too, but at some point you really do need to track. Um, you yeah. know, as your income goes up and you have multiple businesses, your odds of an audit go up a lot. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, mileage is one of the things they're going to, that's one of the for sure things that they're going to check if they're checking expenses. You say, how did you come with that number? Yeah. Yeah. If you take 15,000 miles though, you're, you're not going to get audited. I mean, most of the time it's when someone says they have 45 or 55,000 miles or something silly like that. Then the IRS looks at that and they'll go, well, we want to see some backup before we get in that deduction. That makes sense. So, so track your expenses. Tip number three. So tip number three is to get the best tax outcome. You need to get the best tax outcome possible if you are a door-to-door salesman or anyone that is self-employed. Um, that goes along with finding the accountant. If, if you don't have the right accountant, you're not going to get the best tax outcome. I fix issues for at least a couple clients a day that have been with the wrong accounting firm because they'll say, oh, I've been with this firm. They said they specialize in this or that, and I'll look at their stuff and see that they did a Schedule C tax return, which means they paid in way more self-employment tax than they should have. They should have had a S corporation, which is what we do for anyone profiting over $6,700. So if you profited over $6,700 on a Schedule C on your tax return in the last two years, Send me that tax return. At we'll get you. We'll, we'll backdate some of that, and I'll backdate an S corporation for you. Um, save you a whole bunch of money. Get it back with next to zero audit risk. Because all we're changing is the entity. We're not changing expenses. What the expenses were. Yeah, we're just changing the entity. So give us an example. I think a lot of people maybe this is over your head. So if you're watching this and you have questions, make sure to comment them right now. But the like an example of this. I made seventy grand. Yeah. Let's do a hundred. Easy math. I make a hundred grand. I do a Schedule C. Mm-hmm. I switch it to an S corp. I pay myself a reasonable a reasonable wage. Yeah. Um, how much difference in taxes could I go and backdate that? Yeah. So if it's shown a hundred k in profit on your Schedule C, that means you paid in fifteen thousand six hundred dollars in self employment tax. If we were to backdate an S corporation you only pay it on $20,000, so you'd have 3,600 bucks or so. So that's literally a $12,000. People are just sitting there exactly. on the table. Yeah, $12,000, we do backdates almost every day. So look over your past tax returns, or just send them to me. If you're unsure, just email them over to me and I'll take a look. If I don't see anything that I can save you on, I'll let you know. But most of the time, I'd say, 70% of the time, I find something I can save the money on and add no risk. So this, that's what's crazy. So if you're watching this or listening to this and you ask yourself, wow, I listened to the Doro podcast. I got this advice to say, oh, did I, did I file this wrong? Because my accountant doesn't understand door to door. They don't understand what we do, right? That's probably the main comment. My uncle's an accountant. Mm-hmm. Well, he does the same tax for everybody. So then he just puts you into this cookie cutter approach that he yeah. takes, am I right? Exactly. And then what happens is now you go backdate this and you were to go get $12,000 in like a month, what would that do for you? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, And then we did that two years. That's $20,000 that you guys gave to the government. They're sitting there with your money yeah. and you didn't need to pay them that. Exactly. And I think, I think that that's the difference between People that are listening and will take this to heart, you guys will do something about that. Because I, I had that happen. I literally had a $15,000 check when I started paying attention. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thanks, accountant. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, thank yeah. you. I would have never done that or yeah. even looked. 
Yeah. Crazy. So it's very worth it. Right? Yeah, worth what it. What you're saying, it's very worth it. Sometimes it can be savings in the, you know, it, it's just crazy how much you can save. It's twenty, thirty, forty thousand on some people's tax returns because of a couple things that they missed. It's, it's uh, it's because we specialize. So if you're if you're self-employed, really just send it over. I'll, I will find stuff or I won't, but it's worth a look. We're yeah. talking a lot of money that you can save. And so then let's talk a little bit more on that strategy because this tip, it's more how to be, make sure that you strategize the right way. Yep. And I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. And I almost did this, but luckily I had good advice. I like real estate. Yeah. So I'm going to go get a fourplex. And a lot of us that make a lot of money, we're like, great, I want to make X amount so I can go invest into real estate. But I obviously want to avoid as much as I can paying the government. Yeah. So if my strategy is like, I'm going to buy a million dollars in real estate next year, and I show $30,000 of my own reasonable salary, Yeah. I go to mortgage dude, what happens? He's not going to give you the loan. So you're, you need to make sure that you let your accountant know um, exactly what it is that your goals are. So when we do our annual tax planning meeting with clients, it'll be 30 minutes or an hour, however long it takes. But one of the first things I want to know is, is this a, a rental guy or is this a everything else guy? So I'll teach everyone to try and get into rentals at some point, but I do have my specific formula of the fastest way to basically grow your wealth in conjunction with tax planning. That's what I'll go over with in door to door con, but I go over that with each client. I go over it over and over, you know, and let them know, do this in this order, you'll build fastest, and, and yeah, you just need to make sure that you know, that your accountant knows what it is that you want to do, or else I might expense off every single thing and tell you to do, you know, this retirement plan and that retirement plan, and all of a sudden you have no income left on your tax return. Exactly. The bank's not going to like it. So. And that's what a lot of people do. Like, I'm, I, I mean, I put myself in a bind. I did a overfunded insurance, 401k. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was doing like... Every like yeah. tax strategy there yeah. was because I made such good income. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, free. But now I don't get to see that money until I'm 60. Yeah. And I'm like, darn it. You know, and I'll be yeah. grateful when I'm 60. Exactly. But yeah. at the same time, there's like aspects of it. It's like, what's the strategy? What's your short term, your long term, your, your middle range game? Yeah. And I think a lot of times having your financial planner slash accountant slash your insurance slash your real estate advisors. Yeah. All of them all on the same page. Yeah. Because if one of them's like pushing down a product on your throat, he's like, you need to get X insurance like that. What happened to me? Yeah. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I'm stuck. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, eh, either I lose it all or I kind of yeah. just, whatever. Yeah, just run with it. Run with it and it sucks yeah. and I regret it. You know what I mean? So I think that strategizing with people you trust would be a, a super important yes. piece to that as well. Yeah, exactly. We try to do it all in conjunction. We've got the financial company. We've got the rental property company. Deluxe is the rental company. And then we've got um, Fortress Financial. So we can help you basically get all your ducks in a row in one place instead of, you know, oh, let me talk to my financial guy. Let me talk to the guy that's managing my properties and get my um, some of my bookkeeping. You know, it's all in-house. Mm-hmm. You know, it can all be in one place. Okay, so tip number four. Before you go to that, hold on. I gotta fix the camera real quick. Um, it like shuts out at thirty minutes. Okay. Quick pause, intermission. Go buy a JV accounting. Um, 
It's just all alike, and then it's going to like throw us off. <laughs> That's better. Um, okay, so tip number four. Okay, tip number four is deadlines. You want to make sure that you're hitting all your deadlines. Um, a lot of people will set up a S corporation with the company and start getting quarterly fees from that accounting company, um, and then they'll decide why I don't need to do the I don't need them to do this. It's easy. I'm just going to do my stuff on my own. Um, it almost always turns out bad because you can't just not do quarterly reports. So people think, oh, I don't have to do those. You actually do. Even if you don't owe tax, you have to file each quarter. I think I have four of those letters in yeah. my mail right now sitting there. And I'm Penalty like, letters? Oh, yeah. You owe X amount of taxes. I was like, I didn't even make any money with that business. Yeah. If you have penalties, send them, <coughs> send them over to me because I can, I can do my best to get those abated. Okay. So you get a one-time abatement with each company that you have oh, really? on your biggest late fee. Um, or oh, one of mine's like two grand. I'm like, the business yeah. hasn't even made yeah. two grand. And yes. I'm like... I'll, I can fix that, no okay. problem. Good. Yeah, and then I can fix them after that as well, possibly. But after that, it's it's 50-50 whether okay. they, so they take it. Even quarterly... Yeah. Okay, tip. The business made no money. Yeah. I still need to file the like stinking letters or whatever. If you're set up as an LLCS corporation, then you've got to file the quarterly reports. They want to know that you made no money. Yeah, yeah. They need to know that way that they're happy with you not paying in any taxes, right? Yeah. If you don't pay them in, you get $200 fee per month. It's so crazy. it's a big deal. Mine's like two grand right now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it happens all the time. And after your one-time abatement, you're SOL. So... Um, other things you don't want to be late on are let. So if you get a letter in the mail, you do not want to um, ignore it. They're very important. They will put a levy on your bank account. They will seize your funds. Um, I've had many clients that it's happened to because they just didn't pay and never sent, never sent in any letter to me or never sent in a payment to the IRS. So after about a year, the IRS will just take it from you. You've got to make your payment. Um, as soon as possible, but at least within a year of having it be late, or they're going to just take your property from you. Oh, I thought of the accounting joke. Oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> nice. So think of the IRS. Yeah. They always get theirs. The IRS. Ah, uh, oh, got yeah. it. Now, just knee slapper. It came in right as I needed it. Perfect. Wow, that's but no, but that's, that's the point. It's yeah. like they will get theirs. Yeah. Always. Yep, they will get theirs no matter what. Yeah. What do they say? There's three certainties. Yeah. Or two certainties, death yeah. and taxes. Death and taxes, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. um, so you get a letter. A lot of times this is mumbo jumbo to us. Is there ways or resources? Like I call the IRS and I'm like, what is this? Five hours later, yeah. oh, we got a person on the phone. Like yeah. is there other ways to go about like knowing what the heck these even letters mean? Yeah, I mean you can do it the way I did it, which is just – I Googled it first and found out and you can actually put in the, it'll say notice and it'll give you like a CP 1000 or whatever. You can type into Google CP 1000 and it's going to pull up, oh, this is for um, being late on a quarterly. Uh, uh, and normally it does state it in the actual letter. You have to read it? Yeah, the subject matter. <laughs> okay. But you have to read it and it, it has some complex wording so it'll say things like 940, 941 and you might not know what that means. It always throws me off. I'm like, man, yeah. these number talk. Yeah. I'm just be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why you do what you do and I do what I do. 
So the other deadlines, I mean, I think that there's important deadlines when it comes to, I want to save money on taxes. Like yes. some advice that I've always gotten was prepay your state tax. It's got to be done by the end of the year. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to save money on like for a write off of 401k, what is that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely on the 401k, um, you know, you can prepay your state tax to save on tax this year, or you can just pay it on time and save on tax next year. Okay. And if you're on, if your income is going up, then you, you know, it's going to be more valuable to you in the following year. Okay. If your income's going down, then yeah, you want to prepay. So, so that's definitely good advice. That's what you do in that tax planning meeting is figure out what things need to be done, what direction you're heading. Cause yeah, sometimes a summer salesman might make 200 K this year, but then the next year they're not doing sales and going to take a year off. So we might want to make sure everything's included in this year and as little as possible next year. That makes sense. Right? So, but the retirement accounts, you have to make sure that they're set up by the end of the year. If it's a solo 401k, mm-hmm. um, that has to be by December 31st. And if it's a IRA, it's by April 15th. It needs to be set up and funded. But you can actually fund the solo all the way until the extension deadline if you extend your okay. taxes to um, October 15th or September 15th. So talk to me a little bit. Side note, I'm going to run on this tangent. Hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> solo for, or solo R- R- IRA, Roth IRA. Yeah. IRA, whatever's, yeah. you know, like a lot of people talk all that. Yeah. What's like, at what point can I not do a Roth versus? So I believe the phase out, if you're single, it starts at like 115,000. You can't, after that, you're going to phase out how much you can do into a Roth IRA. Um, and then. Just to tell them what a, why a so Roth IRA the, would be awesome. Roth IRAs are awesome um, because it's basically going to grow your if you put 5500 in it's going to grow all the way until you retire so if you're 20 and you put 5500 in you might have 600,000 when you retire at 65 when you have to pull money out and if it's a Roth you don't have to pay any tax on that money yeah not going in nor out right well going in yes you going do pay in, tax but not out but yeah think if you're an 18 year old and you're going to school and you make 10 grand and doing summer sales that 5500 is going to grow to be that and you're not going to be taxed on it. And you're also not going to pay tax on it this year because the standard deduction is $12,000. So okay. you're automatically at a loss for taxes. That's cool. So now you got no tax and no tax. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to any other thing as far as deadlines or advice to make sure that they're hitting. Just make sure that you, you have a good accountant that helps you be aware of the deadlines. If you're unsure of, of maybe what they are and you do have an accountant, ask them for some help or switch over to me because they aren't doing a good job. Um, and because we send out a thing, we send out a, a calendar to you when we first set you up with all the dates, our pricing, and we ask you to put it in your calendar so you know when something's happening. But on top of that, we're going to send out reminders before each thing's due. So in a couple of days, we send out the third quarter report text it says, make sure you check your email. Um, quarterly, third quarter is due. If you don't have it in the mail postmark by the 31st, it's late. There's a late payment penalty, a late filing penalty, and interest. Yeah, and just be, being on top of it, think how much money people save on yeah. that. You it's know huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's like if every time I had to spend an extra 25 bucks for a late fee and an extra ex- mm-hmm. extra interest, and that yeah. all adds up. 
Yeah, it really um, does. So, so you just want to make sure you're really aware of those dates. And it's not just filing the report, it's paying the taxes at that time. Yeah. Oh, this is another thing. A lot of people mess this up. So they think that when they extend their federal and state taxes, that means they don't have to pay their taxes until they file um, in by September 15th or October 15th. Well, that's not the case. If you extend your taxes, it just extends the time to file so you won't get the late filing penalty. But your taxes were due on April 15th, so you have to pay an estimated amount. So your accountant should tell you, hey, your estimated amount is this amount, and you can pay it. At that so time, if you that don't way. pay that, do you accrue interest after that? Yeah, you accrue interest, and then you get the late payment penalty as well, which oh, wow. the late payment penalty is going to be the worst part, because um, the interest is very nominal. Um, some people really hate getting fees from the IRS. Some people are like me, and they purposely don't prepay their taxes, and they don't estimate and pay it on April 15th. I will wait and pay the late fees and penalties because I would rather have my money invested in a brokerage account making, you know, 7-8% safe, like a real safe account. I make 7-8% and then I pay in the fees that equal to be maybe 2%. Interesting. So, yeah. But you got to be smart and have exactly. that as part of your plan yeah, exactly. because a lot of people don't have that money sitting in a 7-8%. Yeah. It's like you would have just been better off paying it. That's very true. That's why you want somebody that's got the whole circle going on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to tip number five. Okay, tip number five, um, review your accountant's work. So I know that sounds counterintuitive. You're like, well, why did I hire him if I have to review it? What I mean by that is get a second opinion. Um, if you are unsure how well they're doing, um, they might be able to save you more. Send it over. I'll let you know what I would have got with the exact same numbers. I'll say, you know, oh, we could have done an S-Corp, or we could have done this, or we could have done that. Um, you didn't take this credit. You didn't max this out. Um, and then I'll, I'll send you back basically a quote of what it would be to, to help you do it and how much it would save you. But the main reason why is to make sure they're not doing anything illegal on your part, because they're especially in door-to-door. Yeah. A lot of people are setting up shop saying, oh, I specialize in door-to-door. I'll do it for this price. And someone making 150 goes over there and they're like, oh, I'm getting a refund of $1,000? This is insane after the account gets done. You're the best in the world. Well, if you took a look at that tax return, even if you don't know taxes well, you could look at it and see, oh, they wrote off a $60,000 truck and they took 55,000 miles on a different vehicle. But all I had was the one Honda Accord. Like, what truck is this? Yeah. But guess what? You signed the tax return. Not your, your accountant signs it too, but when you sign, you are agreeing to everything on the return. Mm. So you've got to make sure it's being done right, because in that case, that, that would be a case of fraud, tax fraud. And unless you could prove it, it's on you. You signed it saying it was true. So true. Yeah. Which I, I actually ran into that. I haven't been audited, so don't yeah. audit me if you're watching this. <laughs> but no, but for real though, like... It was just I didn't have second eyes, and then when I switched accountants, I I ended up having second eyes, and I go, this is all wrong. Yeah. And they're like, if you get audited the last four years, you're screwed. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Because I, I am aggressive. I like to kind of yeah. play it on, like, come on, let's figure out how to save more. Exactly. Yeah. But I think that, you know, my uncle actually gave an interesting advice. He runs a big law firm here, and he's like, 
the taxes are for taxes. He's like, we benefit from taxes. Exactly. We have roads. We have, you know, uh, school systems. We have firemen. We have policemen. He's like, so just yeah. pay it. Like, you, that's your contribution to the exactly. society. Like, yeah. the fact that you make great money, good job. You yeah. get to pay in, in taxes a little bit more. So I think a lot of times we... Our goal is to say, like, how do we just avoid everything? Yeah. My uncle had a good shift for me, and it was just like, it's like, dude, I pay a ton of taxes. I'm not aggressive. I'm not so conservative where I don't take any write-off. But at the same time, it's really interesting. He's just like, that's why we have taxes. Exactly. Yeah. There's a reason for it. It's not bad to pay him in. Um, Yeah, of course, we're going to try and do whatever we can to lower them. But there's a certain point when you just want to stop. And that's when you get to the point of you're maxing out solo 401k, IRA, you're doing HSA accounts, 529 plans, you did a couple of rental properties, and then you've taken all of your actual expenses. That's when you stop. You know, you stop then and you're good. You might even take a little less than that if you're trying to get more more rental properties the next year because we, we want to make that AGI, adjusted gross income, look good for the loan officers. Otherwise, they're not giving you as many loans as you would want yep. in that year. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so to kind of wrap all this up, I've got a last couple questions. Okay. Um, one, what's the craziest tax story you've seen? Has there been any like wild like oh, audit or like... I just had one really crazy, um, but if I told it, he, he was just here two days Can ago. Can you say an audit? Or a couple like, days ago. Um, he would know, but let me tell you one other cool one. So one of my clients who does not care if I, if I mention this story, he's a big dog over at, um, at Vantage. His name's David Turner. Um, he, he helped us grow in the early stages after what we did for him because his dad works for a big four tax firm. I believe it's Deloitte. And, uh, I told him, look, I think I can save you money on your taxes. He's like, man, my dad works for Deloitte. Um, I'm okay. good. Yeah. And I was like, please, man, just let me take a look. I promise. I mean, I was real hungry and I said, you know, I'll, I don't know what I promised and maybe hey, I'll give you this. If you just let me take a look <laughs> at it. And he showed me it because it was as I expected. I thought maybe his dad was so busy. He just did a quick schedule C and, you know, here, pay your taxes. And, and, uh, that was the case because he needed an LLCS corporation for taxes and I saved him. Correct me if I'm wrong, David, if you watch this, but it's 27,000 bucks that he saved. And he tells everybody, so I can, I That's can awesome. tell people. But that was the coolest story for us and one that just helped us really grow. Um, He's grow like, fast. it was my own dad that yeah. is a big four, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool. No, and I think... That, that happens more often than we think. And that's what we it talked does. about in principle number one. Yeah. Um, so if you were to talk financial planning more so than like, like there's two ways to make money, avoid paying the government and save yeah. or make more revenue. So any adv- advice when it comes to the revenue generation aspect, like obviously you're dealing with money a lot, you're yeah. probably pointing people in the right directions when it comes to investments, yeah. any like, big wins or directions you or advice you'd give on that? Yeah, so I want you to put all of your money into Apple. No, okay. Um, <laughs> no, so, so you know, the main, main advice would be that you do have, um, you have a good financial advisor. That's going to be a big deal. Um, and then you, because you want to be with the right um, actual firm as well because certain firms will make you have a minimum amount 
um, before you can invest in the type of investments that you should be in, which are, you should be in exchange traded funds, ETFs, which have hundreds and or thousands of stocks inside of them. So when you buy a piece of this ETF, you're getting a piece of all of those companies inside of it. So you're diversifying your risk. That's going to be your main thing that you want to do. My number one advice would be to diversify your risk. That's what a good financial advisor will do. Number two would be to lower your fees. So on mutual funds, there's front loaded fees, the back loaded fees, there's annual loads. So that means you're going to have fees at the beginning when you first put the money in at the very end and you're and and every year. So it can end up cutting your 12% return down to like seven or eight between really? now and retirement, which is enormous. That means your money will double like, you know, three times less than it would have if you got to keep 11% of those. So how do you avoid the fees? So you got to make sure you're with the right firm. So like with Fortress Financial, the firm that um, I'm part owner of with Jaron Monk and my brother Jake Bassett, we don't do any front or back loaded mutual funds. Those mutual funds are set up to get kickbacks to your financial advisor and that company. So that's what, it's a predatory thing, just like universal life insurance is. So we don't sell universal life insurance unless somebody is adamant that that is what they want. And we will get them the best price because we can go with any company because we're independent. So we don't have to sell, you know, life insurance through State Farm or, or this place or that place. We can pick and choose from wherever we want. Um, so that's how, that's how we get your fees lower. We make sure you're in ETFs and uh, even if you have $1,000 that you put in. That's you interesting. Know, we don't require you to have 250000 And the reason why I said I didn't start a financial firm first was because there's just very little money in it for me with the way that I do it for people. Yeah, because you don't want to sit there and sell them the highest commission thing because it doesn't necessarily... And that's what you're fine. And, and yes. this is great advice because it's so enticing to talk to a financial guru that says, buy this product, you know, this mutual fund or yeah. this life insurance... That's because they make the most money they on make that the product. Most money off. I've been a victim of that. And it's like, yeah. you know, and every time I'm like, well, I want to get into real estate, they're like, no, 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 that's not, that's not smart. I'm like, what do you mean it's not smart? You just don't want, you want my yeah. money in your product. You don't make money when I go real estate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, yeah. do you have my best interest or are you looking out for yours? And I think that that's like a, an important principle that yeah. a lot of people forget that it's like, you're talking to salespeople. Yeah. Banks, they want to sell you money. Yeah. investors they want to save money like yeah. you know what I mean yeah so. and, and I, I hope that my clients my current clients um, know that basically I think they know that like hey he really is doing things the right way because I was preaching the exact same thing before we started the financial firm the exact same step of things I do to grow wealth it's the exact same now but I'm just going to save those people because they'd go out and they'd get I'd say yeah do this this and this and then they'd go to Northwestern Mutual and get sold a universal life insurance policy that's gonna really, really underperform like crazy compared to a, a IRA would yeah. on average, right? 100%. So, so I just got sick of it. I'm like, this is getting, you know, it's really crazy. It's everyone was doing. And then they weren't, they weren't putting money in the right accounts or they were all going into mutual funds. And, and so I just said, okay, it's time. Let's get it going. I found Jaron Monk, 
one of the most morally responsible people I've ever met and somebody that invests right alongside with you in those accounts. His money's in the exact same spot and so is mine, all in the exact same funds. So so you're kind of getting that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, we're selling you what we're doing ourselves. That is super cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's wrap up. Um, I always ask, like, dude, and honestly, I appreciate your time. Super excited to obviously see you at DoorDoorCon. I appreciate um, your time. And this is this has been insightful. So share this if you know anybody, you know, or like this. If you're like, hey, my rep needs to hear this. My manager needs to hear this. If you know people that are like, wait a minute, they're idiots with money, and they've never taught me this, or we've never had this conversation, whether it's your dad from Deloitte, or yeah. you know, I don't care who it is. They need to, like people need to be educated on this. Um, so yeah, so make sure to share this, give Zach some love. Awesome. Um, but yeah, any other advice for door door guys that you'd want to give or? Just reach out, you know, it's free. Consultation's free. If you go to your dad or if you go to your mom, do you really want to be, do you want your parents to handle your stuff your whole life? Um, I think it's good to step out on your own to, to do financial and accounting. I think it's yeah. a big deal. Um, and you know what? They probably don't specialize in door to door, even if they do your taxes, if they work at H&R Block or whatever it might be. There's a huge difference between specializing and doing taxes. 100%. You know? Cool. Well, thanks so much for your time, man. Thank you. This I has been awesome. It. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, people.